Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You heard Eamon mention in the news, though, the uh, new figures out. About a quarter of Garda stations around Ireland have less Garda now than they did back this time last year. Um, Mary is with me on the line in Kerry today. Mary, just first of all, is your area well served by Garda numbers? I'm, I don't know. I don't think so. There's no Garda station in Tarper by Longford or my van. They're closed. So where is your closest Garda station? How far away is it from your area? Uh, there's a Garda station in Burnham, but Dundalk is opened, but Listow would be the nearest. And roughly how far, Mary, is that from you? Yes. How far roughly is Listow from, from you, from your home? About, uh, to be about 10 miles from Tarbert. Okay. And and for be both eight far from Ballybunnan. So if you ring the guard the station or you ring for a guard, if something happens, yeah, what's the situation? How how long how long do you typically do people wait? They could be waiting for a good bit because they could be out another call. When my cattle was stolen, we rang at ten past four and they came out at six. So from ten past one until six o'clock. Yeah. And how, how does that make you feel, Mary? You know, do you do you feel like you're well served or feel safe? I just safe. I suppose you're not safe, but you have to put up with it. And when you chat to neighbours, how do they feel about it? They feel about the same. Yeah. And a number of years ago, I assume, when the stations were opened. There was three guards in Tarbert. There was a sergeant and two guards. Same in all the small towns. And when did they close? They closed about 15 years ago or Okay, so quite quite a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. And I, I know you've had your own, you know, experience and in, in issues, Mary, and cattle stolen. And I, I know I yeah. spoke to you about that before. But I mean, you know, typically, would you see much of a guard of presence driving no. around? No. No. And even since your incident, Mary? No. Nothing. Just if you if you ring, like if something like that happens where you've cattle stolen or yeah. a break in, then then you get then you see the guards. Yeah. Yeah. Willie is on the line as well, Mary. Willie's in Waterford. Um, what's the situation in in your area, Willie? Uh, good afternoon. I, look, I suppose more 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 the same as your last speaker. I mean, we've had three or four stations here. We'll say if you take a line from Clanwell to Fermoy, there's at least three or four stations closed or semi-closed. And we'll say if you go back forty years, um, those stations will have at least ten to twelve guards between them, full time. Now there's no one in any one of those stations. And the Garda Force has stayed roughly the same or slightly larger. So it seems that the guards have been pulled into the bigger towns or the cities and the rural areas seem to be left go be damned. But that seems to be the same way with every every service in rural Ireland. It's not just the guards. And do you have access at all to any station, even for a number of hours, Willie? 
Actually, you do, but you look, the trouble is you don't know when they're there. You ring up and it's part look. I mean, if I ring Capacoin, which is the nearest, um, I'm put to Dungarvan, which is 17 miles away. Yeah. <clears throat> and how do people feel about this? How do they feel? There? I suppose, look, people are disappointed, maybe disgusted in that, but, like, uh, what can you do? I mean, the powers that be know about it. I mean, I was at the ICMSA and uh, AGM there before Christmas, and the assistant guard, the commissioner, was there. Um, speaker after speaker stood up and stated their case, all, not just in Waterford, but all over the county. I mean, the top press are aware of it, but they don't seem to be doing anything about it. I know you can't have a guard the station and one open 24 hours a day and, you know, every street corner and I, I get that. But I suppose it's about looking at the entire catchment and, and where the closest station is, you know, to to the bulk of people or the majority of people. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, when you close, when you close all the rural stations, I mean, surely there should be a case for leaving one open centrally in rural areas. That would serve a catchment area within seven or eight miles each side. That's not the case in this area. You have to go at least 16, 17 miles. Mm. And uh, we had a case there at four or five years ago now where we rang up and they couldn't come out, did not care. This is your own, at your own place, Willie, it is? Uh, yeah, well, it was actually neighbours, yeah. Okay. So then, so how care. long they did you wait for to come out? They didn't come. At all? So what, the, 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 whatever happened then wasn't investigated or reported then? Well, it was reported, but it wasn't, there was no one came out. Right. Not even from one of the, you know, the larger stations. I know Mary talked no. about waiting six hours for a patrol car to come out in her case, but... Well, so in no this case, it never came, they never, never came, came out. And, and that's, not, that's not isolated. I mean, I've had farmers... You know, all over the country, state that at meetings that, like, it's not an isolated case. It happens in a lot of cases where they ring in with something gone wrong or fellas up to no good or something and they just, they don't come out. The, even the, the presence of the guards, you know, out and about in, you know, even in the patrol car, I was asking Mary that. Like, do you see that at all in the locality, Willie? No. 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 No, I, I had an incident coming back from a mass there last year where I, I was rammed by a car. Um, I fell off his head. He decided he, he, I don't know, he didn't like me or something anyway. He decided to ram me. I died 99 because I didn't have the number for the station. Mm. And I got through to, put through to the guard and I got a tearing off for ringing it. I was told it wasn't an emergency. And After it- I'd been pushed off the road twice. And was it ever? Was there ever any follow up with it? Oh, there was. There was a follow up on that right. one. Yeah. Okay. okay. That was resolved satisfactorily. Okay. Okay. But just at the time, yeah, that was the initial phone call, right? Yeah, but I, I, I mean, to make the phone call, like I was after being pushed into the dike twice to avoid an accident, and yet when I dialed nine nine nine, I got a telling off. No, but that, that, that shouldn't that shouldn't happen, obviously. But uh, texting from a listener here who says, I don't think the guard the numbers should be interpreted in their totality. It'd be telling, trying to d- differentiate between active frontline guard the members and then those involved in admin work. This listener says, I live in a small rural village. Absolutely no need for us to have a guard the station. Yet there's three guard the in the station full time. They're doing nothing in the station all day, says this listener. Jackie's in Tipperary. Uh, Jackie, has the, is the station closed in your area? It is, yeah, in Lura now, which would be a small village. And, and one time 
there would be two guards there, and now there's uh, no no guard of presence there except for the house next to it, where there are two guards, which is it's kind of somewhat reassuring. But the problem is, if you need to get anything signed or that, you have to try and make an appointment with Boris Kane, and those guys then are short-staffed and. Yet more than likely you won't be able to, by the time you get there, they were on mm. a call out or whatever, then you have to go to Nina. Um, the same where I live close to Port Tumna, which is a bigger town, and then the station closes at a certain time, then it goes over to Loch Ray. So, you, you know, that's another kind of half an hour or whatever from Port Tumna again to get anything done. But, like, Andrew, if you, if you go back, I mean, we had seven, I think it was 703 stations in Ireland. Now it's down to 500 and something and 133 of them now are either not being used or being kind of half used. Well, 133 uh, of them have suffered a drop in the number of uh, of Gardaí. But there's also, there's 42 Garda stations in the country that have no permanent guards attached to them. Yeah, and, and the pro- big problem and a couple of, uh, one, your last um, speaker said there in relation to the admin, a lot of these guys are held up with administration that could be out and, and it could be reserve guarded that could be doing this and could have, have more people on the beat. Because if you remember going way back, we always had a community guard or there was mm. one or two guys that would kind of always had an ear to the ground. If there was someone kind of getting into a bit of bother to be a nice, you know, a kind of a visit to the house and sit down and have a chat and kind of get it sorted. That's all gone. That community policing is gone. And now it, it, there's none of that really where I thought the, the old style of policing was really, really good because you could go to someone, but more than likely that person would have heard or that guy would have heard of an issue and kind of sorted it out yeah. kind of nice and quietly and discreetly. But, you know, that seems to be, that's gone. And, and another one of your speakers said in relation to this as well. There's a common thread. You close down regional hospitals and suddenly you have a crisis. You close down <laughs> Garda stations and now we're going to have a crisis on our hands going forward because we don't have the recruitment because the pay is so bad. I mean, why would you risk your life for the pay that you would be coming in on as a, as a guard, as a, a new Garda? Same with nurses. It's a common thread running through all this. The whole time seems to be the same issue. And then you're talking about the metro in Dublin. Go back to the 1920s. We had 6,000 kilometres of railway in Ireland. What happened? It was all more or less pulled off and back onto the roads. So it's mistakes are being made the whole time okay. by closing would, down services. Would, would you agree with that, Willie? Like, do you feel that your, your area has been forgotten about? Yeah, well, yeah, I would. Yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent. Because I mean, you go back forty years ago, we had the same size police force, and it was evenly spread around the country. I mean, we like we weren't, we didn't have as much resources as we have now, and yet, like the country areas, no matter what, whether it's the post offices, the banks, uh, the guard stations, whatever, everything is being pulled from the rural areas. And is is that? Do you think that affects? I suppose as well, Jackie. The just the feeling of feeling safe. I suppose in your own home or, or business or for farmers for around their land. Then, yeah. Well, I, I 
some kind of um, would be, say, living close to me would be quite elderly people living on their own. And, like, I mean, they go through a routine of checking their doors, going around to the windows, and then having a phone close by the bed or whatever. They're actually afraid because they know that a guard cannot get to them fast enough or big, or due to the fact of lack of numbers and the lack, the lack of stations and the fact that mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount open around the clock. So people, you know, people are scared. This listener says, I'm not surprised there's uh, less Gardaí in certain areas. Why would anybody go into it? My husband's a guard and the abuse he gets on a daily basis is incredible. Pat has got in touch to say, couldn't agree more about the community guards. You always knew there was somebody around that you could get in touch with. They, um, they're they now not living in areas, not local, and you sometimes feel you can't get in touch with community, community guards as well. This listener says, we dialed 999 about intruders on my land. Two hours later, one patrol car arrived with one guard. Um, what good was two hours later when we were trying to deal with an ongoing situation like that's, and that's a story that's replicated actually across many of the the texts and, and emails today. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money, weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the number of Garda stations around the country that have that have less Garda than they had this time last year, and the number of stations that have no permanent Garda attached to them. In fact, there's 42, according to new figures out today. Lots of you getting in touch with us about this. John is on the line. John, do you feel your area has suffered due to a lack of Garda stations and numbers? Look, I'm exactly the same as the previous two speakers. Like we, I live in rural Limerick. Um, there's a lot of people living in fear um, where we are, we're between three or three different guard areas, um, Newcastle West, Limerick and Brough. And we feel very isolated and alone. Um, what I feel is needed is like the boys, the other two speakers were saying, um, the local guard that lives in the area that knows what's going on. Mm. That's what we're really missing. And we need, we need to nearly go back to the guy that's living in the area that knows everybody. And like what William said there, have a word with the young fella, sort him out, cut it before it gets too serious. Have you had experience, John, of having to contact the guard or how long? We, we, we've had over trespass on land and that. Did you, yeah. And literally the same as the boys were saying, you'd be waiting, nothing happening. Um, I will give the guards credit. In our area, they have improved. You How know, long did you have to wait? There was last July, they just never came. But in the last couple of cases now, they've come in fairly, fairly pronto. But we have been on to them big time and it has improved in our area. Oh, sorry, what do you mean, John, they never came? So, so you called to, to you know, r- report something that had happened? Um, there was trespassers on our area vi- giving abuse to the farmers. There were six phone calls made to the Gardaí, to, um, two to local stations, four to 999, and they came to the number six one two and a half hours late, late, later. But the five calls were never answered. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And like if you're outside in your field and you're accosted by five or six of these tugs, um, it's not a nice place mm, to be. No. But in our area now, in in the defence of the Gardaí, they have improved, but we, we put a lot of work into to try and get this improvement.
But it, 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 it's deeper than all this. There's, lo- there's old people living alone. And if they ring 999, they need to get someone pronto. But sure, it's an incredible situation that you're you're telling us that you've called nine nine nine, like other callers did as yeah, well, yeah. and you'd no, you'd no no car came out. No car came out for I think the, the, from about half eleven, and I think it was twenty past three in the afternoon before a car arrived to the sixth call, which was actually from a private house. And um, like that's just not good enough in our area. No, it's it's not good enough in any area. No, it's not. It's totally unacceptable. Yeah. And totally you, 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 and this happened last July. And it's, last so how, July. how common is this? I mean, you, you, if you've pre, more previous incidents as well. Oh, there's loads of incidents. Um, like there's a gang of trespassers going around hunting hares, and um, and up to no good really. Mm. And um, like they're abusing the the, the farmers, and like. If, you know, if you had a private house and you had a back garden and some guys came in and they started disrupting or maybe breaking your garden furniture and you rang 999, you'd expect them to come out. Whereas the farmer, their garden is just a bit bigger. But they, they also need to be protected. You know, it's it's just not good enough for no. to, if you don't get a... I know it's weird. We're in our area now, we're far enough away from guard stations. But you need somebody, you need to know there's somebody coming. Mm. Yeah, you ought to be quite confident. Well, you need to have the confidence that when you yeah, pick up the, the phone and you yeah. dial 999 and yeah, report yeah. something that's happened, that at, at, at a minimum, somebody yeah. will show up. And we've taken it up with the Gardaí and we're seemingly getting two extra Gardaí to Kilmallock, okay. which is our local town. Okay, and, so things have um, improved. Th- things hopefully are improving. Yeah. But like that, you have to be confident that there's somebody coming when you're in. Absolutely. F- Fiona's on the line as well, John. Um, Fiona, what's the, the story in your area? Hi, how are you doing? Good. Um, I'm just out actually walking my dog, so it might be a bit, <laughs> it mightn't be a great line. Okay. Um, yeah, I live in Kilcock. Um, it's a major town. There's about, um, the last census was about 4,000, but there's about between six to 7,000. We have a guard station that opens from nine to one every day, but it doesn't usually happen. Um, if you want to go to a guard station, you have to go two towns over to Leakslip. Um, and if you ring to Cock Guard Station, it actually goes through to the Leakslip guard station. So you can't even ring the guard station. So you can't get through to this station in, in, in Kilcock then? No, because the number, if you look it online or if you ring it, it rings through to Leakslip, which is two towns over. And we're having major issues in Kilcock with kind of gangs and fighting and drugs and all kinds of things. I've rang the police three times since the start of December and they've never gotten back to me. One time I was actually verbally abused by a young guy um, outside the train station. They never rang me back. Nobody's ever gotten back to me about anything. Um, so it's a big problem here. I mean, I can't imagine living down the country in a small town, but we're living in a major town. And again, it's this thing of ringing to report the, yeah. uh, you know, whatever's happened and, and nobody yeah. calling you back. No, nobody calls back. Um, you know, um, I was verbally abused at 11 o'clock in the day by a young guy, probably on drugs. And I rang quite afraid and everything and nothing was done about it. There's nothing, you know, people don't ring, they don't ring you back. They're not interested. Um, people are constantly reporting the drug use and the activities in Kilcock especially at the train station, and nothing happens. Um, they don't respond to anything. But, you know, we don't even have a, a phone number for our own guard station. We have a phone number for 
a Garda station two times over. And yet your, your station, it is operational, you know, for a certain of number of hours or whatever so, every day, but there's no number suppose, to get through to it. No, if you ring the number, it goes through to Lixit, but supposedly it's operational and they're not interested. I've been down about things. I know I'm a therapist working in the town here, so I kind of see everything that's going on. Yeah, you, know? you hear it all. But, yeah, but like I'm living by Tilcock train station and, you know, the activities at the train station are frightening. Like at five, half eight, nine o'clock at night, you can't really go by the train station. Um, but nothing is being done here. There's no police presence in Tilcock. You, you know, you very rarely see a guard, like a guard car. And then when you do go up to, you know, their allocated time quite often is closed. So th- there's a sense, a sense of fear. Is that too strong? Yeah, living in living in the town at the moment, um, I've had many conversations with because um, I see so many people in the town. You know, um, just over the activities and the gangs of young people, like young men hanging around and being quite abusive, and um, you know, there's just there's no guard at present. Mm. It's a big town. This is not a small no. country town. We're beside Manute. I mean, like, our phone call doesn't even go through to Manute. It goes to Lisa. So, and is, is, is it worth trying to, you know, I don't know, go into one of the larger Garda stations and look to make sure it's not, it's not your job to do that, I suppose, but yeah. even, you know, to get on to some of the local politicians or something about it, like... Not really. And, you know, it shouldn't be my job. No, but, it's you not, know, I know. And I know in Manute as well, Manute is a huge town. It's a university town. Um, you know, again, there's there's no major guard presence there, you know, and obviously it's it's not sufficient enough guard station if they have to send us to Leakslip every time. So. I'm so, sorry to hear that. I, I'm sure just yeah. in your own experience, Fiona, though, it was, you know, I'm sure it, it was frightening when that happened, like, 11 yeah, o'clock like in the day. I, I, yeah, I had a young guy um, approach me and uh, verbally abuse me and follow me down my street and verbally abusing me, it's, this is what's going on in Hillcock. And, you know, just nobody is kind of stepping up and kind of saying it. And, but, you know, it, there should be a, there should be a full-time nine to five police station with, with, you know, that we don't have to go to Leakslip. If something happens and you call the guards, they have to come from Leakslip. Well, even whatever about that in the first instance, you'd imagine if you call them that somebody would ring you back. Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> no matter where yeah, you're calling, I, like... I rang them back to follow up on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's but an... I just think in general, they're, they're just... I don't know if it's that they're under pressure, they don't have yeah. to know... Ah, look, yeah, I don't... I know, but and still... it's not it's... their fault, but, you know, we don't have... Um, it, you don't feel secure in your town um, because you don't have that backup of the guards for these problems. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely come back to you again, Fiona, on, on the, the story in Kilcock. Um, actually, a couple of people now texting in. Funny, since since you mentioned that a few moments ago. Uh, 53106 is the text line number. Brian is with us as well in, in Port Leash. Um, Brian, what's the, the story there? Good afternoon, Andrea. It's similar. You pick up the local paper every week and there's lots of stories of machinery, livestock, intruders on land down the country and it's all you never hear of anything being anyone being caught for it or the now and again stuff is recovered mm. but you'll also see all the reports of the guardie stopped this car on the M7 and they stopped this jeep pulling a trailer and they stopped this guy in a tractor and with no NCT and they hadn't been taxed for five years and things like that you know there, there's plenty of that but 
the van vandals and the rural raiders and everything else are getting away scot-free. Yeah. And I think it's going to lead to a rise in vigilantism because people will just get fed up eventually that they're ringing the guards. As that man said, they rang six phone calls and the guards didn't arrive until the mm. next day. Well, that's three different and people have said today that they've made calls either to guard the stations, spoke to somebody or 999 and, and no response, which I just find extraordinary. Like, I'm actually, you know, it's it's incredible to think that that, that could be the case or that that is, that is ha- still, that that is happening, you know, in, in this day and age to people. It's an, an incredible experience to hear. Is there a guard the station in, in your local area or are you actually in Port Leash, Brian? I'm in Port You're in there, yeah, because, okay. Because we're so near the prisons and all this. Yeah, you're guard <laughs> But, yeah. um, the... I mean, at the drop of a hat, we were able to take 16 or 18 specially trained Gardaí out of service to provide security to ministers. Just like that, at the drop of a hat, they were able to come out, they're advanced drivers, they're firearms trained, Mm. and they're immediately taken out of the general service to provide security to ministers. And I mean, you know, where there's a will, there is a way. You know, if they they want, you know, they, they, they can look after themselves. But the rest of us are left to our own devices. There was a story a long time ago in up in uh, Dublin. There was a there was a farmer there. He was a vegetable farmer, plagued with his windows getting broken in the glass houses. No one ever responded. And this time he rang up and he said, "Oh, we've no. It's all right." He says, "I have a shotgun." He says, "Oh, geez, within half an hour they arrived mob-handed. Where's the gun? Where's the gun?" But you said you'd no one available. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. No. I take. I take. I take your point. Brendan is on the line as well. Um, Brendan, why did you get in touch? I got in touch to just mention the fact that I recently drove from Dublin to Sligo. A lovely sunny day, perfect weather conditions. On that fantastically safe road, there were four checkpoints for speeding. Uh, middle of the day, very little traffic. I just thought, what a complete and utter waste of you know manpower. And they're all sitting in. Now, to be honest, I don't blame the guards for sitting in the car, enjoying themselves, or listening to the radio, whatever they're doing, as opposed to getting out in the street and patrolling the place. But uh, that's not really their job, is it? Tax mm. collecting. So you think there's a bit of time wasting? Is that effectively what you're? I, no, I wouldn't say it's. I mean, put it this way: if if you were if you were a guard and you're offered to go for traffic or else, you know, police sort of the inner cities, which would you go for? Mm. I have an email from a listener as well who says I'm in Donegal with approximately 40 stations there's only 5 open 24-7 of the remainder all are supposed to be open from 10 to 1pm 5 days a week these stations are closed but remain on the Garda website uh, I think to make things look better according to this uh, this listener today an uh, interesting text in from, from this person who says I resigned from the guards 2 years ago after only 5 years of service my mental health was the reason I left it's the best decision I've ever made. The job, the government, the majority of the public you unfortunately unfortunately deal with on a day-to-day basis are just out to get you. It's become a job where you're constantly looking over your shoulder in fear of management. They don't care. And it could also be more evident now with the lack of newcomers and resignations. All the hierarchy care about is the numbers on the spreadsheets and the new procedures being brought in. Therefore, the friendly faces and the guards that will go out of their way to help can't. Because going and having a cup of tea with the elderly woman who lives on her own doesn't look good as management, um, you know, that doesn't look good to management as one more arrest of a homeless drug user to be added to the stats at the end of the year could potentially be missed. 
an interesting text and the view coming in there from somebody who has now left the guards. Um, this texter says, my parents suffered an, aggra- um, an aggravated assault a number of years ago. The guard arrived, drank tea and had me and my siblings check neighbours to see if they saw anything. They never got back with the initial report. Nothing. Thankfully, though, my actually my parents have never fully recovered, says this listener. Um, look, some of the, the stories there today are pretty incre- incredible with regards to ringing stations and not getting a response back. That's certainly the, the part that I'm uh, pretty shocked to hear about today on that. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. A little earlier, we were talking about the new figures out today that show the number of Garda stations in the country with no permanent Garda attached to them. In actual fact, it's 42 stations and one in four around Ireland also have fewer Garda compared to last year. This is um, an analysis of staffing levels within the Garda stations nationwide. And I've been just asking you if you feel that your locality, maybe your village, your area, has suffered due to a lack of Garda numbers and how safe do you feel if you're living in those particular localities. Paul is with us on the line in Galway. Paula, what's um what's your situation there? Hi Andrea. Yeah, um you don't see any guards. Around Christmas time, um I heard my side door slam and I went outside to check and there was I don't know, maybe six or eight teenagers. And you know, I don't usually mind teenagers, but they became quite aggressive and they were they wouldn't leave. They were lined up outside my house and shouting stuff. So I just said I'd call Orenmore Garda Station, which is like two minutes down the road. Mm. And Clifton answered, which is like an hour and 14 minutes away. So I would consider Orenmore like an urban Garda Station. Well, you'd imagine it would be connected to Mill Street or in Galway itself. Yeah, like somewhere local. Um, so I talked to Clifton, I was shocked. I was like, this is redirected for more and more. And that's actually happened to me before I needed to call and it transferred to Clifton. And he said, just call 999. And I said, I, you know, I'm not going to call 999 over something like this. You know, a real emergency. But, um, yeah, I don't feel safe. Uh, it's like the Wild West, like literally out here. Um, recently, I was in town. I was going to park the car. And I said, oh, you can't park here. My daughter said, she's 12. Go ahead, mommy. Who's going to stop you? Like, no one's checking. Um, and that's not a reflection of her moral fibre. Mm. the case. Go back and tell me, Paula, sorry, a little more about this. Uh, what happened at your house? Yeah, it was, it was around Christmas, maybe a couple, couple of days before Christmas. And there was like a gang of teenagers, like, you know, just hanging out and causing trouble or whatever. And I heard my side gate bang and I just went out to check and they were like running down my drive. So I went and, you know, made sure my side gates were locked. But then they lined up in front of my house, kind of shouting stuff at me and going doggone um, and wouldn't leave. So I came inside and I just started to feel anxious and scared. Of course. Um, I think you're very uh, calm about it, actually. <laughs> well, usually, like, I'm not afraid of teenagers. I think teenagers get a bad reputation, but uh, they were just menacing. And I thought, you know, this needs just a patrol car yeah. to come off and do a little drive around and just, she would never see that. Never happens. 
Um, but I don't believe, you know, I don't believe in blaming the guards. Uh, this is trickling down. No, and, and, and I think this is what happens is that, you know, people have a, a you know, maybe, maybe a negative experience and then mm. they end up taking it out on the person that they meet or whatever yeah. guard comes to attend, to, you know, to yeah. the, their situation. And sure, like, they're not like, you know, with no disrespect, they're not making the decisions around closing guard the stations and how many, you know, staff no. and members are going to be located in and more or Clifton Andrew, or whatever. You know, after talking to the HSC for the last month or so, like it's the same situation. They're totally disrespected in their jobs. If I was a guard, I would not go onto the street without a body cam and a taser. I mean, they're, they've been asked to go out and do stuff like that. They're not being protected. Mm. They're not being respected. No, there seems to, I think you're, you're spot on about that. There seem, seems to be very little respect um, for them, for, for sure. Uh, so you, you, you didn't contact 999 in that case. No, you I got transferred I mean, to Clifton. I'm, I'm thinking there's an emergency. You know, so yeah. somebody really needs I know, guard. I know, but, but still, um, so nothing was ever, like since that, you never got to speak to anybody then in Ornmore, did you too? Look, I go down there. You wouldn't know what day to be open. I might need a passport signed, or you know, yeah. other stuff done. That's and the I kind of stuff, post, yeah, yeah. Post. And then up by Ballyban by ATU, this huge building, Garda Immigration Centre. The, the lights are on. I've never seen a human being in it. Jerry is with us as well. Paula, stay on the line. Um, Jerry's in Kildare. You think this points towards? It's it's problems internally. Is that is that your point on this, Jerry? Uh, it's uh, internally and and the management of the guards. The first point I'd make is that uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly know uh, guards that retired in their mid fifties that would still have an awful lot to offer the guards. You know, and that's the first point I'd make. You know, so they're uh, you, you know it'd be great if we could all retire after thirty years. But this, there should be some way of incentivizing, incentivizing them to stay on, and so that uh, 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 there are the numbers on the ground and things like that. It could release the younger guards uh, from desk duties and and whatever, and uh, more frontline guards. But like, if you're retiring after thirty years in your mid fifties. Uh, like I know guards, and then what? What do they do? Okay, they might enjoy their retirement for a couple of months, and then they're trying to get back into the workforce, or you know, uh, do insurance investigations, or drive school buses, or something like that. So that's it. Seems to be an awful waste of guards' experience and things like that. Okay. But, um, is there, uh, there's, the pl- second, there's, there's plenty of guard stations though, is there, within your locality, Jerry? You don't have a long, a long way to get to I'm one. lucky enough to, uh, where I am actually is in Leakslip. And listen to your earlier caller, I'm two towns over from the, the your earlier caller mm. that was in Kilcock. And just at the end of the road, there seems to be a divisional, a brand new, spanking new guard station. So it seems to be a main district station or whatever, you know. So, uh, luckily enough, I've haven't had, uh, uh, I, I not required, uh, I, I haven't had to call guards or mm. whatever. Okay. But well, at least there seems to be plenty then so around uh, your your locality, Jerry, as well. Uh, this text says the, the major problem with retaining public serv- servants in the uniformed frontline area 
is that their salaries, allowances and most importantly their pensions were stripped bare when the boom went bust. The hassle involved in the work they do and the inconvenient hours they also work aren't worth it anymore. I'm talking about the Gardaí, the prison service and the defence. They're all getting in. It's hard to um, to recruit and to retain good staff with 100% employment rate in the wider economy. The easier and better paid jobs in the private sector are now much more attractive than the traditional public sector vocations. That's the views of uh, one of the texters there on that as well today. Um, also, other messages on the Gardaí too coming into us. Um, yeah, this listener has got in touch to say, couldn't agree more with the point that was made earlier about having community guards but most importantly, living in the areas that they work in. I think it's an important part of the unarmed service that we offer in this country. It is unique, but I think it's important that local guards live in the catchment. Yeah, I don't know if you could make, like, I don't know, know how feasible that is. I mean, to you can't really say if you're going to work in whatever, Ballyshannon, you have to live in, in the area as well. John says the problem is, is, isn't is that the numbers in the guards, um, I think it lies with the judiciary and sentencing. When they've good cases, they go to court, they're often dismissed. Bail granted to offenders, I think that is a big part of the problem, according to John. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.